0: On today's episode of the AC Sports Report, I have coach Peter Kauser from Concordia Prep's varsity baseball team. Fans, if you love high school sports, you will love varsitysportsnetwork.com, the area's premier source of high school sports coverage. VSN specializes in daily game coverage, feature articles on local teams and athletes, video highlights and interviews, and the area's most comprehensive presentation of schedules, scores, and standings. Boys and girls sports, big schools and small, Everyone is important on Varsity Sports Network. Check it out now at VarsitySportsNetwork.com. That's VarsitySportsNetwork.com.
1: If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John
0: Miller. Coach Kouser, thanks for being here.
2: Thank you so much, John.
0: This is great. So we're recording this in early April. This will probably go out later in the month, uh, but it's still relevant. We'll still be knee-deep in the spring baseball sure. season. I hope you don't the have The Orioles
2: will run. still be relevant, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> hopefully they're
0: playing by then. Opening yes. opening
2: day is coming
0: up, so by the time this goes out, hopefully they have a couple wins. Are you an Orioles fan?
2: Well, I, you know, wherever I live, I tend to root for the home team. So, and I'm I'm originally from Chicago, so I'm a Cubs fan. We finally won a World Series after a hundred something years, um, and the odds of the Orioles and the Cubs playing a meaningful October game is probably pretty safe. So, yeah, I'll root for the Orioles.
0: <laughs> uh, you said Cubs, not White Sox.
2: No. Yeah, you got to either go north side, south side. But as a kid, I got free tickets to White Sox games because if you had perfect attendance in school or you got straight A's, you got White Sox tickets. So I saw a lot more White Sox games growing up. But WGN, Superstation, Harry Carey, you know, 80s baseball, Ryan Sandberg, those guys. I mean, that was, that was my team and still is. So. Now,
0: did you play high school baseball?
2: I did. Actually, it's funny. I love baseball. Baseball is my passion. Um, but I also played basketball. After my freshman year, I'd played Little League all growing up. Um, but um, after my freshman year of playing uh, baseball, I took a break because basketball is so fast paced. And I got into it. And then baseball kind of bored me. Like it was too slow. And I wasn't quite into the strategy like I am now. So I took a break sophomore year, junior year, and then my senior year I was like, I was at a small private school in Dallas, Texas, and I said, "You know what? I want to play baseball with with my buddies." And so I came back, but but that at that time, the hitting had well passed me by. I could play a very good defensive first base. I understood the game. I was kind of a another coach in the dugout per se, but I actually <laughs> I was DH'd for by a kid who had never played baseball. Because he could hit a baseball better than I could, so it was a little bit of humble pie. But uh, yeah, I played uh, my senior year, and and uh, and then actually I got to go back a few years later and coach uh, a team at that school for a year, which was fun. And you're a tall guy. You're over six foot, yes. Yep, six four. So
0: first base is. Pretty common position for the ball sure. guy. You could stretch out to get the yep. ball. Are you right-handed or
2: left-handed? Right-handed. Throwing? Right-handed. Do you bat
0: both ways, or do you bat right-handed?
2: Uh, only when I play wiffle ball with my kids, I, <laughs> I bat left-handed.
0: I can bat left-handed when I play slow pitch softball. Yeah. Sometimes.
2: Yeah. That's no, about it. I'm much more uh, effective from the right side. <laughs> Although my left side, I feel like I hit more line drives when I played wiffle ball with my kids. So we were at a we had a house in Texas where it was really conducive to wiffle ball. So we had a lot of good battles. I have three boys, so it was. Yeah, it was pretty epic. That,
0: that was a fun house. Did you play inside the house? or
2: No, 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 no. We, uh, we, we played in the backyard, and we had a chimney that was basically your left field foul pole, and uh, that was fun. And then we actually had some people with the church I was a part of came and helped us put a batting cage. So we actually had a lot of the kids' teams that I coached come over, and even some of the travel teams later on would use our backyard as a, for the batting cage. And yeah, it was, it was so, fun, so much fun. So you mentioned you had three boys. Yes. Are they playing? Yes. Uh, so I've got one. Andrew's a senior, uh, pitcher, first baseman. Caleb, uh, and and he ran cross country, as did Caleb. Caleb's my sophomore, uh, plays first base and pitches, also plays in the outfield, is a really good outfielder. Uh, and then my youngest, Jonathan, is eighth grade, and um, Concordia's got a middle school team this year. And so Uh, He played in his first middle school game a couple days ago and actually hit one out, which is great, over our very unique left field wall. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're going to get to the field shortly, but
2: I feel like I got the twofer.
0: I like to get coaches on, and I like to get parents on, but I got a coach and a parent, so I don't know where to start. I think I'm going to start with coaching, and I'm going to head back. So you went off to college, but you did not play— in college, but you stayed involved in sports. Yes. Can you share with us where you went to college?
2: Yeah, so I went to uh, Texas Christian University, TCU, the Horned Frogs, and in fact, because of what just happened, the national championship game, uh, with Kansas winning, TCU was the last team to beat Kansas uh, in the college basketball season, so we can hang our hat on that. But um, yeah, so I went to college, um, went and pursued a, a career in broadcasting, so I was a radio, television, film major was my official title and uh, had a face for radio. So podcasting is right at my alley. So I did uh, some morning DJ work and uh, did some intermissions. We had a local uh, Fort Worth Fire hockey team, independent hockey, Central Hockey League. So um, I was in studio, uh, sometimes a stringer at the games and uh, would do kind of uh, sports updates and things. In fact, I remember um, when the NFL went to Fox and and I was in the studio the night that Fox announced they had bought the rights to the NFL. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got this huge story at this tiny little college station. So, um, But then I ended up doing a two years of play-by-play for the TCU baseball team when they were in the Southwest Conference. So that was pretty cool. Nolan Ryan was a coach at the time. So it was like living the dream. We'd go set up our stuff, go out in the outfield, shag fly balls, throw balls into Nolan Ryan. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is almost as good as being a player. Was a rough life there you had. Coach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So now you're head coach at Concordia Prep. Concordia Prep a relatively small private
0: school in Baltimore County. Correct. How did you end up here? So I heard you started in Illinois yep. and Texas, but now you're in Maryland.
2: You know, all I can really say is God moved our family. We, uh, I'd been at a church. I'm a pastor, so I'd been at a church in Texas for 22 years. And uh, my family, we were all very content there. I had started a satellite campus, so a campus away from the original campus that met in an elementary public school uh, before we bought an old gymnastics center. And uh, about the middle of 2019, I got a phone call, um, an opportunity to come and basically help a a church in Towson, a Lutheran church that was dying, had agreed to sell their building but go into a partnership with Concordia Prep to uh, kind of do a two for, bring a campus pastor to the school, which they hadn't had in a long time, but then also to plant a church that would meet at the school. And so um, I didn't want to do it, I fought it, and um, God kept telling us truly to keep listening and... Um, we we felt like we were led to do it, so we got here. Actually, moved with my oldest son in January of 2020, and we were here for six weeks. And March 11th was when I was installed as the campus pastor. And that night, Rudy Gobert got COVID. The NBA pulled their players off the f- off the court, and I'll never forget March 11th because it's the day the world changed. And uh, and then my family, my wife, and my other boys were still in Texas. She was a college professor at TCU. My boys were finishing their school year. And uh, everything changed. So they actually got up here in May of 2020. So that's how we got here.
0: Well, you're here, and we're glad for that. Yeah. And I'm sure the Concordia Prep community is glad you're doing that as well as coaching baseball. Let's talk about baseball a little bit, if you don't mind, at Concordia Prep. Uh, We we talked about the field a little bit earlier. Yeah. Kind of a unique field. Yeah. Some special things. I remember the first time I walked out there, I was like, all right, where's the dirt? (laughs) Right. right. Is there any dirt on that field coach?
2: Yes, there is. It's the mound, which is actually really nice. I like a mound that's a natural mound like that. Um, Yeah. So uh, that was actually something that was pretty attractive to us when we came out with our boys and we were contemplating, do we make this move? I thought the field was really fascinating. And now as a coach, I appreciate we're on turf. Uh, And so we get a lot more practices in than a lot of other people here this time of year because it's raining a lot. It doesn't warm up enough. Things dry out slowly. and so. um, But we do have this uh, little short porch and left that is quite the appeal to the opposing team when they come in. So a lot of times you see, in fact, yesterday we had a game where a player told me towards the end, he's like, yeah, we, we saw that short porch and we thought, oh yeah, we can hit it out and sometimes they alter their swings or swing for the fences because it's only about 220, 230 to left, but then we've got a netting up above it, so it kind of runs about 30 feet high and plays more like a 260, 270. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a home field advantage because you hit it off that net, we've actually thrown guys out trying to get a double right? Um, because they just kind of trot around the base. They think it's gone it hits that netting and we practice that. And so it's part of our home field advantage. I
0: hope I'm not giving away any surprises for the visiting teams. If they're <laughs> listening, we, we forget all about it. So it's almost like in you know Fenway where they have the green monster, sure. it's kind of a short porch, but it's got the tall wall and, but it's yes. not green. It's a, a, it's a net. It's just and, a net. And when I first went, it, I didn't see it at first. I was like, and then, but if you look, if you're careful, and I guess you talk about that in the pregame with the little meeting with the yes. umps and the other coach, you're like, you know, it's a short porch, but it's got to go over the net if it, Plays off the net; that ball's in play. Balls in play. We're going to throw you out. But then in right field,
2: there's really nothing. It's, we don't have. Uh, it's the great abyss. Yeah, you 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 want to cut off right center field? Um, we actually practice as well um, double cuts, which you don't very see, see very often in baseball. So. You know, you'll have a second baseman go out, he'll take the first cut, and then you'll throw into a shortstop for the second cut, and, you know, you've got to be creative. Now, usually, if it gets way out there, a guy's going to circle the bases, and there's not much you can do about it, but, um, yeah, right now, we don't have any any fencing once you get kind of in the right center all the way over to the right field line.
0: Do you generally want to keep the the outfielder back and, and keep the ball in front of you in that yes. situation? Because there's no... Real wall to play it off of, and and the last thing you would do is chase the ball in it when it's going the other direction.
2: Sure, and and a lot of times in baseball you tend to put, you know, your fastest guy in center, and then you you know you put a guy with a really strong arm in right um, left field. You know, uh, tends to be a really strong. It, it's interesting. I tend to put a guy in right field that I know may not get to every ball, but he's going to smother the baseball and keep it in front of him. Uh, and then left field, I tend to look for a guy that has a pretty good arm that can. Get that ball off the netting, turn and fire to second most of the time to see if we can hold the guy to a long single.
0: Right, imagine the opposing coaches n- might have a, a kind of an opposite strategy coming into this, and sure. if they haven't planned it advance, that's that's a good hope field advantage. And
2: right field is where you get the sun, and so uh, for a lot of teams coming into that right fielder, uh, if you're not practicing out there every day, that can be a pretty stunning oh, moment when you yeah. go for that first fly ball. And go, oh wow! I can't see it. Uh, So it's it's really interesting. There's definitely some dynamics. We had two umpires yesterday that had never been there, and so going over ground rules and and uh, but it's fascinating. I kind of like. I'm not a cookie cutter baseball field guy, so I like things that have little corners and nooks and crannies that may look different. So Wrigley Field is certainly that way. Where I watched a lot of games growing up. But uh, yeah, our, our Saints field is a little bit of a home field advantage. And last year with COVID, we actually got to play our championship game there uh, for the C conference.
0: So you mentioned fields. Uh, what do you think about what they're doing the Orioles, uh, Orioles Park at Camden Yards with the whole left field cut out and more? I mean, it's, I saw a picture. It's this weird little yeah it's geometric st- squared off corner, so to speak. I'll be
2: interested to see at the end of the year how many home runs it takes away. Um, I'm actually, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I bought a mini plan this year for the first time and my seats are actually closer to the field now because they're in left field. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I, I understand that and going to games last year, the ball just flies out to left field. And so, uh, I think to bring pitchers in, I think John means even made a comment last year after his no hitter. He was like, I'm glad it was on the road. Cause had it been at home. I'm probably not getting that no hitter. So, you know, I, it's 30th year of Camden yards. Um, the ballpark looks beautiful. It's, Probably in the top three of any ballpark in, in baseball right now. And um, yeah, go ahead, make the move. You know, if, if the Orioles win a couple extra games because of it, then everybody will go, great, let's keep that. And if not, then they'll go, why did we move it? You know, no <laughs> one likes change, whether I'm a pastor in a church or uh, with the great game of baseball, we don't like change. So I'm still trying to get over the universal designated hitter.
0: So you and I, um, I've been playing baseball since I've was little, and I have coaches and and parents and and people from a lot of different sports. But I would say baseball is probably the one I know the best.
2: Sure. And you
0: taught me something before the show. You and and I kind of might have known this if I was paying attention. But yeah. so I asked you about wooden bats and I was kind of being a little silly, Sure, but you said drop three for the metal or the 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 yeah. non-wooden bats that you're using. What does drop three mean?
2: So yeah, baseball bats, and it's actually interesting. Like if you have a drop 10 bat, it's going to be a lot cheaper. So when you got kids that are little, they can't swing a heavier bat. And so your first number is your length in inches, and your second number is your ounces in weight. And so like when my kids were, you know, eight, nine, 10, they might swing a drop 11, drop 12. So a 28 inch bat and a 16 ounce weighted bat. Well, in high school, here you got to play with a BB core bat that is a drop three. So if a guy's swinging a 32, it's got to be a 29 ounce bat. And so um, you want to even that playing field. And obviously, if you have a, a 32 inch bat and you're swinging a 22 ounce, a 32 inch bat with a 22 ounce, you know, weight, there's an advantage of how quickly you can come through the zone. And so everybody's got to kind of be on equal footing there.
0: Is there a, a length requirement?
2: Does it have to nope. be a 30?
0: Could you use no, you a 31 could, inch? You could, yep. But,
2: yep. You see guys, a lot of guys on our team will use anything between probably a 30 to 33. Do
0: the refs look at the bats before the game or they is, ask it, us, or is yeah. it a situation where they? it's an honor system, but if someone suspects, they'll be like, Oh, let me see that bat. And
2: correct. Correct. Yeah, they they ask before the game, does everybody have the correct equipment and everything is up to code? Now, when you get in the playoffs, a lot of times, um, and with travel sports, they'll come in dugouts and basically inspect all the bats and make sure they're stamped properly and things like that.
0: I was at a lacrosse game the other day, and I, the refs actually held up the lacrosse stick with the ball in it. And I guess it, depending on how deep the pocket is for the lacrosse stick, they checked every one of the sticks before the game. You don't see that every game because most games are in a let's go, let's go, let's hurry up. Right. And, but uh, – I guess the amount of checking is different for every everybody.
2: Yeah, every umpire is different too, and what they're kind of a maybe a stickler more for, and and uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty standard. And and now you know, honestly, those bats. I mean, it's a, it's an investment, and so uh, it's amazing. A drop three bat, you know, can easily run you three to five hundred dollars. Ouch! And after, in some cases, after a year, people go, yeah, it doesn't have the same. Paying off the bat. And so, oh, well, we got to get the next bat. So, ran, ran out of hits. Yeah. I'm glad I have three boys. We just passed them down the line. I'm like, hey, if you find a buddy that'll let you use their bat, then
0: go for it. You know? Yeah. The days of using your friend's bat when you go up is probably over. We're like, yeah. oh, hey, that's only got 600 hits in it. So, right. if you use it five <laughs> times, I'm in trouble. <laughs>
2: that's right.
0: So, baseball. Yes. Concordia Prep has a upper school, middle school, high mm-hmm. school. I don't, you can correct me on the terminology. So, that's do you right. get most of your players? This is your first year as a coach. First year as a coach. So do you, from what you know, do you get most of your players in the high school from the middle school or do they come from other schools or? A
2: little bit of both. Um, And it's interesting because I've only been here during the pandemic really. And so we didn't have any middle school sports last year um, because we were somewhat in a hybrid situation and we were just good to get some of the high school, upper school sports going. Uh, right now there's a really good pool of middle schoolers playing baseball, including I've got my eighth grader there. And so it'll be a little more of a farm system, but certainly, um, with shadow days and students that come just for the high school experience, upper school experience. Uh, I know we've got a few guys that are coming maybe to play football, play soccer, other sports that, uh, basketball that are planning to play baseball in the spring. So it's, it's really a, a twofer in how that works. And, uh, You know right now and because we're a smaller school you see bumper crop so we've got a really strong group of seniors we've got a a pretty good stable of juniors a couple sophomores and i only have one freshman this year um, but I think we'll see a good influx of eighth graders next year. And so, you know, from year to year, and I was talking to a couple of their coaches early in the year, um, some years you go, oh, yep, we got all all the pieces coming together. And other years go, man, we're thin, you know. And, and injuries are a bigger thing now. Um, some I think travel sports has been the case. So I always encourage my boys, play multiple sports, use different muscle groups, give that one a rest. Uh, and because guys are playing year-round, Uh, And I'm very sensitive to that because I've got kids that are pitchers and and my youngest is a catcher. Um, That arm care is is key. And uh, unfortunately, like last year, we played a couple teams that had really – amazing players, even a couple that had D1 commits to play baseball in college, and they were confined to first base because they weren't able to throw because they were going to either need surgery or it really needed time to heal.
0: Do a lot of your players play other sports at Concordia Prep?
2: Yes. Yeah, I would say uh, most everybody on this team uh, does at least one other sport, and that's encouraged at Concordia. I mean, we're We're not a school that's big enough that people can just kind of specialize in one thing. And um, you know, we work with other coaches too. So like basketball overlapped with baseball. So my middle middle son Caleb didn't get to join me until a little bit further into practices because their team was having a playoff run. So Caleb was on the basketball team? He was on the JV uh, team that lost in the championship, uh, the JV championship for the C Conference. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so it was
0: fun. It's good to go that far.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they had a great year and a young team and even their varsity, as you saw, they're, they're a young team. So future looks really bright there. We,
0: we watched a lot of basketball.
2: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> you even let me talk some during basketball. Just a little bit. It was yeah. awesome. You didn't hear me at all. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was pointing the camera and trying to keep the score. So there you go. Speaking to the players, if there's a middle schooler that happens to stumble across this this podcast, or or the parent of a middle schooler, sure. either at Concordia Prep or another school, I think you talked a little bit about this already. Play other sports and stuff like that. But if there's is there a way to you know help the kid or or, or give the kid some advice about playing baseball? In high school, because not all middle schoolers are going to be able to play, sure, and not are, are going to want to play. But what's what's kind of the focus? Uh, have you do you have any advice for that kid or that parent?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just get a ball in your hands and play as much as you can. I think, um, you know, now there's a lot of of places where you can go and you can get good instruction. And so um, I think, and I'm biased, I think hitting a baseball is about the hardest skill in sports. Um, you got a guy on the mound who's on a hill. And so he's pitching downhill at you. He's doing different things to the baseball to try and get you not to hit it. You know, basically a pitcher, a good pitcher wants a ball to look like a strike, but it's not a strike. Uh, And so to have the repetition of seeing different pitches today uh, in our cage time, there was a little cross game going on at the same time we had practice and we share that field. And so we were in the cage. We did some fastballs. I flipped that thing over so we could see some curves. Um, and so, if you're wanting to play baseball, and particularly in the high school level, you've got to be able to read pitches. Uh, and you've got to adjust. We talk a lot with our players about control the controllables. There's a lot in life. I love the metaphor that baseball is for, for life. There's a lot that we can't control in life, and so control the controllables. And so uh, getting to see a bunch of different pitches uh, with two strikes choking up on a bat so you can just sometimes even just foul off a curve or a slider so that you can look for that next fastball. Uh, or at least put the ball in play you know so much now in professional sports like in basketball it's all about the three pointer or the dunk in baseball they talk launch angle and home run and you watch sports center that's what gets the highlights but for me, I'm a, I am love the fundamentals. So a, a kid that can bunt, who can run the bases well, um, be a student of the game is probably the biggest advice I would have. YouTube is wonderful. We had a kid, came out last year, He's a senior in high school, wanted to play baseball, never really played. We, we weren't sure, even, I think, which hand he threw with when he showed up. But at a private school like Concordia Prep, you go, you know what, we'll figure that out. Um, And so I said, go watch YouTube videos, immerse yourself in the game. There's so many good instructional things out there. MLB Network does shows on just teaching fundamentals of the game. There's instructors out there, and so learn it. And realize that baseball, there's skills, but there's so much strategy and understanding the game, situational things. I mean, we talk all the time that wherever you are in the field or if you're in the dugout, if you're on the base pass at the plate, it's always preparing for the next pitch and what could happen and what do I do depending on what other people do around me.
0: Very nice. That's a great way to end it. There you go. If people wanted to learn more about Concordia Prep, the the baseball team, or, or the church, the, the sure. new thing, can we follow you on social media? as our website?
2: Absolutely. Um, so the church that we started that meets at Concordia Prep is called New Thing. And so newthing.live is our website. There's also an app you can download wherever you get your apps. Um, and then, you know, I can always be emailed Peter at Concordia prep or Peter Cowser at new And if people want to talk about baseball life, whatever it is. Uh, I love getting to pour into these students. So it's a privilege as a, as a coach to get to pour into kids. And I'm, I'm privileged to get to work with my own boys and some of this too. Coach Kouser. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to the AC sports report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.